Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Growing the Game with Ballsy brought to you by Pizza Hut's in Saskatchewan and David Dubay and the Concord Group of Companies. Congratulations to David for the Order of Canada that he just received a well-deserved honour. Face First Medical Aesthetics, above Gabbo's on Dudney Avenue. You're looking after your body early here in 2021. How about your face? Replenish that look in a naturally looking way with our friend Chrisinda to catch there at uh, Face First Medical Aesthetics above Gabbo's. Mark Greshner Photography, once you're looking good and feeling good, get that picture to capture the memories with Mark Greshner over there. Check him out at markgreshner.com. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, getting the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ, 306-502-5355. SAS Selects Football, building the gridiron stars of tomorrow today with Deb and Zelko Stefanovic. Also, Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give our buddy Corey Zadorozniak a call out there at Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn. And time now for our homegrown segment brought to you by Riviera Egg Seeds in Radville, Southern Saskatchewan's premium certified seed grower, delivering homegrown certified Durham yellow peas and chickpeas. And in our homegrown segment today, we are talking with one of the Best dudes I've ever met. Uh, a great football player with the Regina Thunder. Former O'Neill Titan here in Regina, but a guy that was just given a CJFL Community Service Award for the work he's done off the football field. Not only helping with charitable events, but also coaching both football and wrestling. It's Jordan Thal of the Regina Thunder. How are you today, Jordan? Doing great. How are you, Baldy? Good, man. Now tell our uh, listeners your position. How many years with you with the Thunder now? Yeah, so I play. I'm a interior D lineman, nose guard with the D, with uh, the Thunder, and I've been playing there for three years now. So, so how has this uh, downtime been for you as an athlete uh, in terms of mentally taxing? Um, yeah, gonna be honest with you, ballsy, tough for sure, tough. Like, um, it's really it was really frustrating throughout the summer, thinking that you'd maybe have a season, teetering on the edge that you'd probably wouldn't have a season, and then kind of going down there, and then eventually saying, hey, like what, you know wasting that time it feels like and that kind of thing but um you grow through it too i mean there's lots of lots of rough spots with it but you know you decide you're in the game to be the best you can be and just do what you can and put it put aside the things you can't control and just do what's in your control go work out go lift the weights and just do whatever you can in the gym and hope that we can get a season whenever we can possibly it's definitely definitely been tough but given a lot of chance to be in the weight room a lot of chances to prove our techniques and our skills so you know, make the best out of what, what we have. Have you seen the weight room since they fixed it? I know Scott McCauley was working there. A head coach is helping with the cement work. Uh, of course, uh, Zelko Stef- uh, Stefanovic was there helping. Uh, have you have you had a chance to lay your eyes on the, on the work yet? Is it done yet out there? Uh, I haven't been in there yet uh, again, but we actually the players were the one who, took, who jacked the concrete out of there first. So it's, it, was quite, it was quite a bit of work there, and we're pretty excited to get back in there here pretty soon. So... But yeah, no, we've seen pictures of how it looks now, and the floor's not heaved anymore, so that's great. So it's looking pretty good in there now. So. Of, course, of course, you were a part of it. My next question is this, Jordan: yep. When the hell do you sleep? <laughs> oh, I, I put in my time for that six hours, and then uh, that's it. You can't program my way uh, my uh, day around there, man. But uh, you know, got to make the most out of the time you got. So 
Try, try and keep myself busy for sure. Okay, so we're going to get into everything you do. One th- one of the reasons I'm calling you here, I think it's so cool, man. You just got a CJFL honor, the Past Commissioner's Award for Community Work. Where did the um, where did that charitable mindset come from? Yeah, um, I guess I guess to say a lot through my coaches that I've had throughout the years. You know, when I was wrestling, I had Leo McGee at the university and stuff like that, and. You know, my coaches at high school, I had Jason Duchek at, at O'Neill, and then, you know, Scott and the guys like that right now, and guys I got like Dave Jackson right now are leading me through that. But also my parents, you know, mom and dad have always instilled that in me to go and ask, you know, what you can do for your community and do the best for people out there. And I think kind of a mix of all of those, you know, people have been real leaders in my life, my coaches and my parents, and I think, you know, they really have set those values for me, and that's kind of what I try to live going forward. And, you know, Try and impress them and be the best I can for them and for myself. So, uh, how long do you got before you get that finance degree there at the U of R? Um, I'll actually be finished right at the end of the semester here. So, awesome. Have you got in on any of the scholarship dollars that the that the Thunder's been able to give the players? Because when I played junior football with the Rams back in the day, when we didn't have leather helmets, Jordan, so cool, <laughs> so cool it. But back when I played, it was kind of just you guys did go to school, but because they weren't in university yet, like the team that is. But yeah. it was it was a, it was kind of a working man's league. Like I worked at the Leader Post, throwing papers in the back of trucks, and wasn't quite sure. Well, I knew what I wanted to do this, but I wasn't ready to do it, so I could still play yeah. football. But that that team now, the Thunder, have morphed more into kind of like a university light, and by that I mean guys can more guys are going to university. So did you cash in on what they've been able to do there? Because I think that's great. They are really stepping up with scholarship dollars for the players. Yeah, for sure. I mean, having Murad as your president there, and Murad Al Khatib as your president, definitely helps for sure for some of that funding. And you know, the, the Thunder have been great at that. I've definitely cashed in on some of that, but so have pretty much all the other guys. And I mean, pretty much anybody's school has been getting, you know, a thousand to when they get up into the later years, into the fifth year and stuff at $2,000. So it's been great to get that back and get those scholarship dollars up. So yeah, uh, I, that's definitely got, guys are utilizing that. And yeah, you're right. There's a mix. There's a lot of guys. There's about, I'd say about half the team's going to university or to SIAS, if not university. And then the other half is kind of the working man. So there's quite a mix of people in that. And it kind of gets together for a really good team atmosphere there. So uh, a football player that the Jack hammers pavement out. Okay. We've covered that off. Okay. We got a guy that's uh, finishing up a finance degree. So he's, yeah. he's putting in his uh, time in the classroom. We got a guy that launched Sask masks and that's kind of why you're being honored uh, with the CJFL besides other things. I'll get to that, but tell me what, what was the, um, what was the motivation behind that? Obviously the pandemic and how did that come to be? Yeah. So, um, we're in a student group, me and three other friends, Ryan Selinger, Robin Ham, and Jana Ham. And the three of us are all in, the four of us are all in a student group at uh, the university in the Hill School here called Anactus uh, for Jana. And it's all based around like social enterprise. So basically, you know, using those business principles that you learn in class to work towards a charitable or kind of a greater good that way. So we were kind of sitting around, you know, bummed that COVID's going on. There's not really much to do in something like that. And we saw that, you know, people are probably eventually going to need masks. So we decided to get some sewers together that we knew or some sewed ourselves. The girls did more than me and Ryan did, but, uh, and started start a mask-making company. And we started to make these masks, and we sold them for about $20 a pop, and people really need masks there. Mm-hmm. And we, all the profits that we made off of there, we were donating, donating to charity. So we ended up donating $50,000 to charities in Regina and around Saskatchewan. And our three main charities were the YWCA Regina, uh, the Regina Food Bank, and Carmichael Outreach. So we ended up giving more 
giving more than fifty thousand dollars to all those charities, and that's kind of why I'm getting recognized. And we ended up selling more than six thousand masks. Yeah, that's outstanding, man. Yeah, you do a lot of work at the Carmichael Outreach Center. I've been there before. I also do some stuff at Souls Harbor. I, this isn't about me. I just like, but what I'm getting, <laughs> but what I'm getting at, Jordan, is I like, I like doing it because it. When you start, I guess, and 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 we started this interview talking about negativity, about you know you could get into a negative spiral. Oh, I wanted to play, I can't play. It sucks. Everything like that. Um, but you only need to go do something like that, help the poor, help the homeless, to really put your life in perspective. Do you agree? And is that why you do it? Yeah, no, I think for sure. I think it definitely puts your life in perspective. But I also just think, like, you know, you got you got a duty to that, you know, from from a small from a scale that that you got a duty to the people around you to make you know the best life you can for the people around you and the best thing you can for your community. I mean, you know, lots of times you go outside of Regina and people kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, they kind of dump on it or something like that. But the, when you can work around your community and really love your community and love Regina, I think that's something great. And I know a guy like you, you do a lot for Regina too, Balti. So it's really great to, you know, have guys out there and do that stuff. So I definitely agree that it's puts it in perspective. But also, it's just it's something you should be doing. And when you have that time, you can go out and do it. And you know, it makes you feel good. But it also makes it something better for your community and makes people jealous of your community too. What are you, 22? Yeah, I'm 22. Right yeah, now. you've done more charity than I have, and I'm uh, I'm double your age. So let's not <laughs> pat me on the back, because you know, as a as a as a young broke radio announcer, I barely lived above homelessness. You <laughs> you did it for five days outdoors, the five days of homelessness, an annual event at the U of R. You slept outside with four other students. So 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 tell me about that. Yeah, you know that was a really great experience. I think it was. Um something that I really hadn't experienced people living in homelessness or, you know, work. I've always kind of wanted to do something more with the charities in Regina, but really didn't know how to get into it. And, you know, it was something I applied for to go do. And it was a really great experience. I mean, you had people who either were experienced homelessness at the time that would come up to you and talk to you and talk to you about their experience and, you know, talk to you about things with addictions or talk to you things about, you know, battles with their parents. And they ended up getting kicked, kicked out of their house and that kind of thing. It kind of sent in a downward spiral. But you also heard lots of great stories about people who were homeless for a time. They were homeless for a year, and, you know, they had a charity or shelter that helped them get out of it. And now they're doing fine, and, you know, they're going, they're going to university classes right now, or they got a great paying job right now, and they got their own home, and there's things like that. And it was super powerful to listen to stories like that and just really put your life in perspective and just where you can help out with people where you can. And then also, you know, I just to give a little bit of that struggle was also it was nice to – have that feeling and you know it's always nice to push yourself and have those struggles like you can like going outside it was cold at night sleeping through that and just understanding that you know for us it ends at five days but there's lots of other people who you know that hasn't end for ended for three four years five years and they have to live with that and it, that's that really makes you understand that struggle yeah there. no kidding what time of year was that um it was kind of early march uh I think late March, early April. So it wasn't. It, remember. it wasn't it in wasn't the freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. Cold so just imagine, just imagine the heart of winter. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we were, we were early spring kind of thing. But yeah, no heart of winter. You know, that would be. I couldn't even imagine that. Hey, let me ask you: How disgusted and disappointed were you that the wrestling program at the U of R got canceled? Because you were a wrestler. Because you were a wrestler. I thought it was a travesty. Like I, 
I'm still shaking my head. And that's one of the, you know, I'll tell you, that's one of the reasons. And I know you're not playing university ball. You're playing junior ball. So that doesn't mm-hmm. affect you. It's one of the reasons why I sent my son down south. Not because I don't like Canadian football and junior football. You know me, Jordan. I like all that. I support it. We've got a podcast. But I just feel at the university ranks, they don't really, the, the people above the coaches, the you know, they don't really, they treat sports barely better than intramurals, and that bugs me because when athletes like you are grinding or guys like Leo McGee are giving their left nut for the program, and then it's like, ah, no, we got to cut it. Too bad. Uh, like, how disgusted were you? You know, Ballsy, you, pretty much with everything you say there, you hit the hammer right on the nail with exactly how it is there. You know, and I talk to athletes around here, around the university, and it's super frustrating. Like, to, to have something like that where it was something in the community – you know, get a guy who might never never even thought of going to school to come wrestle at the program or do something like that. Even if you can do that for five, six guys in Regina or South Saskatchewan, like that's a big deal for people. You know, it was super frustrating to do that. And for some, a sport where, you know, there wasn't really any equipment, you know, all you're paying for was your traveling fees mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, you think, you think as a business and a guy who's a business student, you think you find cut costs elsewhere. You think there's somewhere else where you could cut that cost or find – at twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, or something like that, for a year. Mm-hmm. No, and, and it, it's super frustrating for that, especially when you're a guy. You know, you care about your community. Like, I really love our city, and you and so you get something like that opportunity taken away from you. And I think, you know, honestly, for your son, uh, I'm pretty sure his name's Ethan. Yeah, but for Ethan and you, like, that's that's a really good call, I think. And I think, you know, the university and our community too, and Scott and Regina here needs to wake up to that a little bit, and that we really need to kind of rile around university sports here and see what we can do. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely agree with you. Let me ask you, how did wrestling help you in football? Was that pretty, was that a good marriage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, with the hand fighting at D-line and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it's uh, it's nice doing an individual sport because you kind of get that drive just to always be the best out there for sure. And I think wrestling for sure, the biggest thing and the football mentality, they're so close, closely linked together. Like you're in a fight there and, you know, it, it's it's just you up against the wall just going at it. And it's super physical and all that kind of things with the mentality really linked together. And they're really good sports that way. I think really getting in that physical mentality and that just that hard work and gritty mentality. Yeah. So let me ask you and don't, and don't, uh, don't outright dismiss this right away. Like, I don't think you're an idiot, but here we go. (laughs) Do you really understand the entire game of football? And the reason why I bring this up is John Chick. I had him on. And he said, you know what, Ballsy, I don't really, I really don't understand the entire game of football and I don't have an interest for the entire game of football. I was only interested in the five by five space that I worked in beating my man. Like, don't get me wrong. He said, I love the game of football, but I wasn't like, I just was focused on my thing. How about you? Do you have an appreciation for the entire game or do you just have that steely eyed focus for your own area in the trenches? There is a D tackle. Yeah, I mean, like, I know from tackle to tackle pretty well, but I think outside there, I don't, like, if you were to put me there, I think I'd be kind of deer in the headlights a little bit, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. I respect what those DBs and stuff are doing back there. I think it's tough, and I think um, there's no way I'm covering anybody, that's for sure. But And I understand, I guess, a little bit what they're doing, but where my knowledge really lies is definitely in between tackle to tackle in the trenches in there, and that's where I like to be, so... Yeah. You know, you go to where your interests are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two more questions for you. Are you worried about the state of football in Canada? Not only the CFL, but like if the CFL can't go this year, 
Are you worried about the future? Because it's a trickle-down effect, right? You know what? Crap rolls downhill, right? Do you think, uh, are you worried about the future of the CJFL and university football too? No, I I wouldn't say I'm worried. I mean, there's so much pent-up demand for people who want to get back into some football in Canada and get back here playing and going on that stuff. I mean, wherever wherever the dice lie, they, they that's where they fall. But um, I think people are going to really want football back. And, you know, if, if the CFL was to run out of money, something like that, I'm, I think Canadians would figure something else out. I mean, even though like in Regina or Calgary or Edmonton, especially in the West, like people want love football so much, they show up to it. I think there's, there's always going to be football in Canada no matter what happens. All right. And lastly, what do you what do you plan to do in life? Like you got a finance degree. Do you want to get into like a business that helps charities or cuz that's kind of your background or, or 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 where do you see your future going? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I like to get something that you know, I can work up work up the corporate ladder, something in an investment banking or something for a while and I think make some money. But you know, I think the big thing, you know, when I when I'm in my 30s, kind of my goal is to be able to do something off on my own have my own business in Regina or somewhere somewhere around Canada for sure. But I, I'd like to be back in Regina and start my own business up that way and then work that way and be an entrepreneur in the community and then be able to do more things that way. Like I see a guy like Murad Al-Khatibi. I know I've talked about him once already, but you know he's a guy who gives a lot of money for community because he's, he has that entrepreneurial spirit and he's been able to make big business moves and things like that. I think in the long term, like that's where I'd like to see myself go. But right now I think I want to work up the corporate ladder a little bit do something more in that finance industry for a bit and then kind of go from there. Jordan Thal, this has been a great chat, man. You're an unbelievable dude and uh, we're happy to have you in Regina and thanks for all you do, man. Awesome. Thanks so much for this call, Ballsy, and I really appreciate it, man. Well, just before we wrap up growing the game with Ballsy here, installment 239, you saw Alabama win the national college football title, the FBS championship in the United States. And after, did you see all those Crimson Tide fans celebrating? Thousands and thousands of people without masks celebrating in the streets of Alabama, another college football championship. And of course, we've got the NFL playoffs coming up. And it makes you wonder how many more maskless people will gather. Well, this guy's pondering the same thing. She got her tickets to a football game She won't wear a mask on the airplane Always has to roam, never stays at home My baby is a super spreader She don't believe in social distancing She won't get in line, take a vaccine Always has to roam, never stays at home My baby is a super spreader This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.